All right, welcome to the uh, first episode of the GA Life. I'm uh, Craig Crotham. I'll be one of your hosts. We got Michael Gould, baby, and Aaron Doan. What's going on? We're sitting here in uh, in Quincy, Illinois. Um, basically, started this podcast to kind of talk about the the trials, the tribulations, the stories of of being a college football graduate assistant, and um, just gonna kind of start off the first uh, first episode with getting to know us as as the hosts, um, and go from there. So first off, we're gonna start off with uh, our man Aaron Doan. You you you. <laughs> Thanks for the hype. There we go. There we go. Um, uh, Doan, just give us a quick synopsis on yourself, like you know where you come from, um, where you played college ball, and then we'll kind of go into the go into the interview. All right. Um, I'm originally from Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, born in North Dakota, raised in Bismarck, um, grew up in Bismarck my entire life, kind of, uh, started playing football from a pretty young age, it was about sixth grade, played soccer up until then, but, um, I, I ended up playing my college football at Minnesota State Moorhead, I'm in Moorhead, Minnesota, right, kind of on the border of North Dakota and Minnesota, uh, smaller Division Two school, pretty similar to our college right now, our university right now. Um, so you said you started playing football sixth grade, you said? The grade of the sixth. Yes. Sixth grade. <laughs> so was that, so it's full padded practice, full go. Was there like a weight limit or no for each position? Yeah, full tackle football. Um, I believe the weight limit was 100 pounds to carry the ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... That's, was that run through the middle school or was that a youth program? I was just a youth program. I started right before uh, middle school. Gotcha. Started in seventh grade. So okay, cool. Then you moved on from there into 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 high school. Yeah. Yeah, moved there from middle school to high school. Uh, went to Century High School. Um, one of the most notable alum. Okay. Carson Wentz. There you go. Oh hey hey. Philadelphia hey. Eagles. Go Birds. That's gross. Big Eagles yeah. fan right here. So. Not an Eagles fan. Go Carson, though. <laughs> um, had some pretty pretty good success at the high school level. Um, I guess you guys would call it that. I would call it a little bit of disappointment, losing two state championships. Oh, man. Um, That's rough. But great experience. Had an older brother that's a year older than me. Ended up going to the University of Mary in okay. Bismarck, North Dakota. Yep. Uh, played college football there. Um, and I actually went to an in-conference school, Minnesota State Moorhead, yep. in the Northern Sun Division II conference. So what was uh? So obviously, high school high school experience was good, right? I mean, you guys, you lost two state championships, and I think you said what you went to two semifinals as well, right? Over two four semifinals years. as well. Yep, That's, in those four years. So you guys are obviously a highly competitive program. I mean, you're you're obviously putting out putting out pretty good talent. You have Carson Wentz. I mean, he was a little older than you, yeah. Yeah, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. So uh, did you ever plan on playing in college football? Or did you, like, I don't know. Yeah, what was the what was the mindset? I mean, like, sophomore, junior year, when everybody's starting to get recruited, were you wanting to go to the next level? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't even really thinking about the college level. Um, at that point, I was thinking about just being a better football player than my older brother, having that sibling rivalry. And, yeah. Um, him only being a year older than me, we're so close in – age that we were always competitive growing up um and when he went he signed with the university of mary um after his senior year uh that's kind of when it entered my mind that i kind of wanted to play 
and follow after him. So uh, tell us about the like <clears throat> the high school going to college, that transition. How difficult was it? Was it pretty easy for you? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so, you know, growing up in North Dakota, there's you're going to get recruited limit, limitedly. Of course. Um, and I only had an offer from the University of Mary, which my older brother was at at the time. Okay. Um, and a few other NAI schools kind of in the back pocket um, that, you know, I had a big head and I I didn't think anything of NAIA, NAIA football. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, I mean, typical for an 18-year-old kid, right? You're, yeah. If you have D2 on the table in NAIA, yeah. obviously you're going to go chase a title, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. I and mean, I didn't necessarily want to play with my brother. Okay. Um, well, you had for four years. Right? Yeah. I mean, three years, so. But I thought it would have been a great opportunity to play against him. Now, but did you guys get to play against each other actually in a, in games? We did. That's pretty cool. Now, what, what position did he play? So he was a he was a receiver originally. Oh, okay. Um, you Mary made the great idea to switch to triple option, oh. which didn't work out for them sadly. But nothing works. Are they, are they a flex bone team? The straight. I mean, like, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. The old school. Um. So he moved to kind of one of those slot running backs. All right. Positions. Um, Let me ask you this. Did he did you not knock, belong at. Did you give him the wood? Oh, man. I don't ever remember hitting him. I tackled him. Yeah, right. So you got to tackle him. I right? got to uh, tackle him. So you got, you got the chance. Um, huh? We got the best of him, though. We won all three years Wow. that I was at Moorhead. So you guys playing against each other? Was there a little bit of trash talking going on? Or were you guys kind of like, was it all love? Or how that would you talk to each other that week? I mean, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, it was funny throughout the week. We were texting back and forth kind of getting after each other but yeah. during the game it was more so him trying to get in my head talk trash for me because at that point in their season they man the two times we did play they must have been one and seven and one and eight okay so their season was pretty much over and yes. all their guys were just going out there and kind of trying to salvage the season just have fun with it gotcha so well, that's pretty cool a little sibling rivalry on the field there um so all right, so you you're at Moorhead, right? Um, wrapping up your senior year, I'm I'm assuming, kind of figuring out what what was what was your degree in? What what'd you graduate with? So I actually graduated with a finance degree. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, kind of wrapping up though, I wasn't 100 percent sure what I wanted to do, um, and really not until my senior season did I th- even think about coaching football at any level. Um, during college, um, kind of during the spring ball season, I did coach high school track, help out with a high school track team. Um, and that was kind of my first exposure to coaching. What did you coach? What what uh, part of track? Uh, the jumpers. Okay, I see what you yeah, yeah, so I jumped in high school. and So long jump, long triple jump, 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 triple high, high all three. Oh, you, did all, you did all three as well? I did all three, nice, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so I, that was kind of my first exposure to coaching. Okay. And uh, – was it instant? Like, did you we were like, yeah, this is, yeah. I can do this, right? Yeah. It just came natural to you. Yeah, and I felt a connection with those high school athletes. I loved seeing them excel um, in track and field. And, yeah, just enjoyed it a lot. And uh, got in contact with one of my old uh, safety coaches, Coach Lepke, who is um, with us right now. Mm-hmm. And just blessed to have a position open up at the safety position here um interviewed for and 
the last year's history from there. So, yeah. So then you move on to where we're at now, right? I mean, yeah. move on to Quincy. Um, so how hard was it <clears throat> from playing football to coaching it? Was it easy to pick up? You're easy Because a lot of coaches have a problem with, with that transition. They used to play it, so they know the stuff, but can you teach it? Yeah, it doesn't always relate either. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, there were aspects that helped out a lot, and there was aspects that – were extremely difficult um obviously moving playing safety and moving into a safety uh, coaching position was um the good aspect um i had been in a similar system um similar scheme um as far as defense and i had played the position specifically so i think that's the part that helped me i think the part that was difficult specifically for me and who i am is that i was always a leader by example when i was playing Mm -hmm. um i um, just kind of showed the players, the younger players, the ropes by doing it, uh, showing them how to do it. Um, but I was not always a vocal leader. Um, so vocally, I think, was one of the things I needed to improve when I got here. Um, being able to control a position meeting, um, just a room, a group of you know, young athletes. Um, so, yeah. Especially when you're at the helm, right? I mean, like you're, you're the guy, you're, you're coaching a – you walk in essentially day one – your graduate assistant here at Quincy. Yeah. But you have the safeties. It's not like, I mean, you have a, a D coordinator. There's a defensive backs coach with coach Lepsky, correct? Yep. Um, but you, you're like us when we walked in day one, you, you basically have a room, um, and yeah. you have to control it. And not only that, you have to plan ahead and set yeah. the, uh, essentially the lesson plan. Right. And, and, uh, your drill sheet and the whole nine yards from, yeah. from just off your playing experience. Yeah. And that is a great thing. Yeah. And that's a great opportunity that obviously it is not ideal for any um, coach at the college football level to kind of just jump in and have his room yeah. immediately. Uh, but it definitely allows yourself to build yourself and who you are and what you want to be and what the type of coach you want to be. Um, and it's just a great opportunity for young GAs. For you sure. learn quick, right? Yeah. I mean, like overnight. Trial and error. Yep. Trial and error. It's a, it's a, uh, that's one thing I love here about QU is the is the opportunities that we're given as young guys. I mean, uh, young coaches in the game, right? First year college coaches and second and third year college coaches. Um. So, with that being said, like starting coming into coming into this job, GA, right? You're you're the safeties coach. Um, I know you were helping out with the starting to help out with the strength and conditioning, correct? Mm-hmm. Um. As I know, right now for us, you're you're running that, like, I mean, yeah. and you're running the show. Which is crazy. Which is, right. I mean, right one year after, but you're crushing it at the same time. Uh, there's definitely a passion there for you. I think um, you can you can just see it. Not many people takes a special human to uh, to walk into a weight room and just get immediately excited to see the bench, the bar, the weights, the whole nine yards and be as zoned in as you are. Like, where's that come from? Has that been like a lifelong thing? You just always like fitness and working out. I mean, especially you were a finance guy. Yeah. Like didn't you have a job crunching right numbers. Yeah. You had like a $50,000 pay and you were set. Multiple talents. Yeah. It's really passionate. You know, I am passionate about finance, um, specifically in wealth management, but I don't think anything comes close to football and adding on to that strength and conditioning now. Yeah. Um, 
I had the really good opportunity um, to train under some guys. We had a gym called Healthways. Um, it was sports-specific training in my hometown in Bismarck, okay. North Dakota. I think the first year I went there, I must have been 14. I might have been even um, after my seventh grade year. I might have been 13. And we started training for football and track there. And I trained there with some of my best friends. Had amazing trainers. Um, they have pumped out some incredible athletes yeah. for how small of a town Bismarck is. Um, I kind of fell in love with it there. Seeing their passion yep. for just us to succeed and how much they invested in us um, was just amazing. And the progress I made there um, and the, the love we got from those strength coaches, unbelievable. That's that's awesome, isn't it? Just I mean, yeah. you're, you're small town USA there in Bismarck. I mean, really, yeah. really. I mean, that's not middle of nowhere. It's it's a big city for North Dakota, but it's not like it's yeah. a, it's not a New York. It's not a Philadelphia, a Boston, a Seattle. Um, and those guys are just that passionate. That's that's pretty cool. So that that's kind of leads into my next question: is uh, biggest influences, mentors, up until now. Like, um, you don't even have to say them by name. That's fine. But what? Yeah. What kind of, who do you want to be like? You know, who do you want to try to make happy, essentially? Um, make yeah. proud of you? That is a great question. I think the first ones that I can think of were obviously the strength coaches I had mm -hmm. at Healthways when I was growing up. Um, and they're just passion and kind of dedication to see not just the athletes um, in Bismarck develop, Mm -hmm. The athletes that have trained kind of throughout the state and um, just succeed, like just they were incredibly passionate about us. Just hitting ten pound PRs, yeah. Just fired up in their energy that they brought every single day to the gym um, was awesome. Um, I think kind of moving on from there, I had a coach my sophomore year um, that I started to see coaching was not just about sports. Um, it was about relationships and influencing young men and women essentially to be better than they could be by themselves. So I think that's one thing that I kind of took away in high school and just having a, like a phenomenal experience at Moorhead, um, in my college football, um, career, um, had great coaches there that almost invested just as much time and, um, helping us become better men following our football careers, mm -hmm. um, knowing that it wasn't going to last forever. And like what we did after yeah. we graduated. Um, so every, everything that all the coaches, um, that I've been connected with throughout my, uh, time with football and uh, track and field in high school, I think they just kind of light a fire inside you and show you, um, that a coach is more than a coach. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they have so much influence on you. And, uh, yeah, they can influence young athletes more than their parents really can to where they're going. Well, a so. lot of times, I mean, a coach, because most of your high school coaches are teachers, right? Like every one of us had your high school coaches weren't just a high school coach and that was it. They were in your in your school. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they were your homeroom teachers. Sometimes they were math, English, science. You see science. them every day. Yeah, you see them more than your parents Yeah. at the end of the day. Right. So, I mean, what better person to have more influence on you than that, that person right there? Yeah. Um, and, and it sounds like, I mean, Moorhead, uh, one of the things that we touch on here that our head coach is big on is the culture, right? Yeah. And they had to have a great culture. If they had that much of an influence on you, that just doesn't happen 
by surprise or miracle. Yeah. I mean, they had a great culture there too, as yeah. well, which, which is great. I mean, that's it makes you who you are today. At the end of the time, right? I mean, yeah. And I think you see a lot of the coaches are going to tell you something similar why they got into coaching for sure because they had phenomenal coaches. We all have at least that one dude. Yeah. Right. Outside of our family, we have that one dude that's like, yeah, I want to be that guy. Right. For sure. I want to be coach so and so. No, I agree. Um, So, what was their biggest setback or hurdle you have to jump? um, My biggest setback, I would, I'd probably say not going to play college football immediately out of high school. Yeah. So actually going to the junior college in my hometown and choosing not to play football immediately. Okay. How long were you there for? I was there for a full year. Okay. Um for my first freshman year of college. Following that I went to Moorhead. Was there a not to get too personal, was there a big like deciding factor on that? Was it like you were unsure of playing at the next level you wanted to stay home i mean was it a yeah financial thing how's that how's that play out for you i think it was the lack of opportunity yeah i mean obviously i did have an offer Mm -hmm. um from university of mary hometown school um coming out of high school but i didn't feel like it was the right fit i didn't have any other places to go um kind of overlooked nai football yeah and I was looking for other D2 schools and did not get any other offers. So um, I decided to take the cheap route, save some money, go to junior college. Yeah. And realized that it was a big mistake and uh, walked on at Moorhead. Wow. Kinda, so. What's the biggest thing as from the coaching side? Not, not, I'm not talking X's and O's here uh, that you've learned to this point. A lot of college football players love football. Obviously, they're coming to your school um, because they believe in the school and they want to play college football. But I think they're looking for guidance. And they some aren't necessarily looking for guidance. They might think they know everything when they're 18, 19 years old. But, man, I think – you have the ability to influence them so much as a coach, and we don't always take that opportunity and use it and push it in a positive direction. Yep. So just guiding, you know, guiding these players in the right way and uh, understanding that, especially at the Division two level, that there a lot of them will not have a future when they're done at this school yep. playing football. So they need to find a passion outside of football. Yep. They need to find something they love outside of football. Um, so they enjoy their career and we're, we have the ability to help them set up the rest of their lives. Um, so that's something we have to take advantage of. The touch on that. That's like, that is the hardest thing for a college football player to do is to say, okay, what am I going to do after football? Right. Cause during the season, obviously until you're are a junior or a senior, you ain't thinking of that shit. No. Freshman, sophomore year, you're thinking, I'm going going somewhere after this yeah either arena football overseas it don't it only hits you continue playing somehow right it's gonna hit you i don't even say junior i think it's gonna hit you your senior year your last year of playing that's when it's gonna hit you yeah so to like how do you tell your safeties like school is important academics are important because some of those guys you know 
the playing this game so long and play, like how are you going to tell them that hey we need to focus on education this is the piece right here before their senior year before they get crushed i think that they all have passions outside of football whether they realize it or not mm-hmm. um and you just got to help them and push them towards those passions help them find them even um Obviously, I had a passion in finance because I think finance wealth management is another opportunity to help people mm-hmm. um, kind of plan for long term and their retirement, obviously, and their lives ahead of them. But you really just need to help them find their other passion, what they might be good at, what they might love. That's that's well said. I really think so. I mean, everyone has it. I mean, and, and we can see it, I think, as coaches because we're around them so much. Yeah, we see it a lot quicker than they do. Oh, for sure. Um, but that's well said. Just helping them find find that passion and what they're going to be good at, what they're going to be happy doing. Yeah, you know. So moving forward here, right? We're at you're at QU now. You're going into year two. What What do you think your biggest contribution to your current program can be? I love the time I've been able to spend in the weight room with the players. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I think the passion developed. Um, obviously, when I was young, kind of training at Healthways in Bismarck, um, but also throughout my college career and being in the weight room there um, and being able to, you know, obviously we talked about helping the players grow um, mentally and um, throughout their time here and kind of developing a passion outside of football, but seeing them develop physically, get stronger, get bigger, get faster um, to be able to help our team out. Mm-hmm. It's awesome um, because it's it's tangible, right? You can measure everything. You can measure your maxes in lifts. You can measure your speed, your times, and you can obviously measure your weight throughout the time you're here and your body composition. I I, I mean, I've seen firsthand since I got here in January that, I mean, the gains and the losses, right? Like, I mean, our, our, our team's looking better walking around walking around campus at this point. Um, yeah. We got some I, freaks on the team right now. I mean, honestly, uh, the guys that are are shedding weight are proud of it. I mean, they're waking up at six in the morning and going and walking into our track, even when it's snowing. Uh, I mean, it's you know twenty, ten degrees, whatever it is, uh, out there, and, and they're and they're meeting up with one of our one of our other coaches and and walking the track. Uh, the guys that are gaining. I mean, I, I just know in my running back room. One of them I can think of in particular. He thinks he's freaking Hercules right now. <laughs> um, and that's a good thing. I mean, that, that confidence, yeah. you know, develops throughout the team. You know, it's like wildfire just catches and then, yeah. and that develops into the swagger and then that, you know, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. I mean, for sure. That's kind of how it works. Right. Um, all right. Last, last, uh, question for you on your, on your initial interview here, getting to know you, everybody hearing you out there. Um, what advice would you have for anyone that's like interested in, and becoming a, a college GA at any uh, any sport, right? Obviously, football, we're just talking about specifically right now because that's what we know. Or just coaching college in general. Um, with or being a student assistant. Student assistant. I mean, uh, Anything. team manager. What advice? Like, what are they walking into? Yeah. Um, first, don't second guess it. Take the opportunity if you get one. Definitely. Because the opportunity is hard to come by. Um, but just be prepared to work hard. Um, and invest more time into something that 
you you might invest more time as a GA than as a player, or if you ever had it as a player. Um, so just be able to be prepared to work, be be prepared to learn. Don't go into it assuming that um, it's going to be easy, but going through all the work, like you're going to find out if you love it or not pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. No, that's great advice. I appreciate it. All right, that concludes our first episode of the GA Life Podcast. Just want to thank everybody that tuned in for listening. What you can expect from our next couple episodes, we're going to bring a couple coaches in from uh, across the country, uh, guys that we've coached with in the past, guys that are on our current staff right now, kind of pick their brains, uh, stick to the same schedule and script of of questioning um, because we believe here that it's all about the journey. Um, we want to ask the hard questions, uh, but we also want to let them elaborate, tell us their story and, and hope that you guys that are the listeners out there can, uh, can get something from it. Um, obviously interact with us, uh, about it on any social media platform, which I'll list in a second. Um, and just kind of, uh, you know, hear what's out there from other coaches. And the, the best thing we can do is, is just continuing to be, uh, students of, of our game and our profession. Um, you can like, follow, and subscribe to us on all our social media platforms. Twitter, it's at the GA underscore life. Instagram, the GA life podcast. And also on our new website, the GA life.com. Um, like I said, that's the end of our first episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Craig Crothamal for uh, me and Mike and Aaron. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Coach Crothamel. That's at Coach C-R-O-U-T-H-A-M-E-L. You can follow Mike Gould at underscore Coach Gould. That's G-O-U-L-D. And you can follow Coach Aaron Doan at, at Coach A Doan. That's at Coach A-D-O-A-N. Coach A-D-O-A-N.